I do, however, understand that not everybody in the house tonight is living in victory. There are some tonight that is dealing with defeat. Not because that you are living in defeat today. You are living, feeling defeated. You've overcome, but you're living, feeling defeated. You have defeat in your mind. And I want to preach to you tonight for the next few minutes. If I can just hold your attention in the middle of the, the heat. Think about what it used to be like when air conditioner didn't exist. Thank God for broken air conditioners that can be fixed. I want to talk to you tonight about getting up from defeat. Now, in the Jordan household, there are times when we play games, as in board games and card games and if you don't have real thick skin, do not ever come to my house and ask to play a game. There are five people who live in my house that do not like to lose. And whomever has the upper hand has the loudest mouth. And the moment that Someone reaches defeat, they immediately start feeling bad and need to be excused for the rest of the game. Sore losers. And once you get a little bit of advantage, I have learned that a couple of folks in my house, that if I get a little bit of advantage and can do a little bit of trash talking, I can absolutely slaughter them. Because they believe everything that I tell them, even when I'm playing a game with them. Now, if that's too carnal for some of you, go ahead and be dismissed. But we have to have fun around our house once in a while. And some of us, if we're not careful, can we can get the defeated mentality and we live with it. Took a vacation a few years ago to Texas, and on our plan, our plans to go to Texas, the boys we scheduled and planned our trip, and the boys decided that one of the things we wanted to do was we were going to play golf. And most of you know that I'm not a great golfer. I did, however, last week uh, at the uh, men's outing uh, score my best score ever on the front nine. That's right, I shot a 44, that's my greatest score ever. Some of you don't know what that means, that's real bad, but good for me. And so on our way to Texas, we discovered that I did not have golf shoes. And I did not have my golfing glove. And I allowed my son to choose whatever course he wanted to play on. As a matter of fact, I said it to him like this. You choose wherever you want to lose. And for 
1,200-mile trip to San Antonio, I believe it must have been. Maybe it was Galveston. I can't remember exactly where we were. But I trash-talked all the way there, knowing that my golf game did not compare. But I knew that if I could get gentry thinking that I was better than him on the golf course, that I could get in his mind that I was good, that he would get up and try to prove that he was better. And that if I could relax and just do what I do, not hit the ball very far, I do that well, that I will be victorious. And we approach the course of his choice. Have I ever preached about this before? I'm going to make sure I'm not re-preaching an old story. And I also need to tell this story two or three times. I had to wait a while to be able to tell this story because he was such a sore loser that I couldn't tell it too, too, too early on. Oh, I gave the punchline, didn't I? So on the course of his choice in street shoes and without a golf glove, I went out and slaughtered him by one stroke. And it took everything within my power, including his mother riding on the golf cart and heckling with me. You do what you have to do to win in the Jordan household. But in life, we all deal with defeat. We do not win at everything. We all deal with defeat. We are defeated in our prayer life. There are times we are defeated in our fasting. Defeated. We are defeated in things that we wish that we would have never said or never done. That's the very thing that we do. The Apostle Paul speaks into it and he says, the things that I would that I end up not doing and that, that I would not is the very thing that I do. What he is saying is there are days that I end up defeated. But in human reasoning, defeat gets in our mind and there's some things, some areas of defeat that we feel like we can never get up from. We have to live under the curse of the defeat. In the text that I have mentioned tonight in Joshua the 7th chapter, we read about a man who was born a slave but became the leader of Israel and his name was Joshua. Moses appointed Joshua to lead Israel into Canaan and Joshua was commissioned by the Lord to lead his people in Joshua chapter 1. And God confirmed his word over Joshua's life. He was a leader Chosen by God. And 
victory after victory went in the record books of Joshua's leadership. He was a man with many great victories. When the Israelites came to the flooded Jordan, God tells them to carry the Ark of the Covenant and wade across into the water. And as they did, the waters parted and they crossed on dry land at the leadership of a man named Joshua. In the sixth chapter of Joshua, we read about Jericho and we read about walls falling down with nothing more than a shout. God brought them from victory to victory. But now they reach Ai, and when they reach Ai, it becomes a place where they suffer a very bad defeat. It brings us into the seventh chapter of Joshua that I want to turn your attention to tonight. And we read about the children of Israel as they begin to act unfaithful to the Lord. Achan decided that he knew better of how God's business should be transacted. And so he nullified everything that God had spoken and said, I'll do it my way. So he took the gold and he took the silver that belonged to the Lord instead of taking it to the temple. He hid it in his own tent. But ladies and gentlemen, must I tell you tonight, you should already know that God knows what goes on inside your tent. He knows the websites you were on last night. Mm. We were shouting a few minutes ago. He knows the motives behind the intentional actions. And he certainly knows when we steal gold and silver and hide it in the tent. Achan got too big for his own pants. And as far as that goes, Israel had gotten so used to the blessings of God that they would try to do things their way rather than God's way because every time they needed God, they would speak and boom, it happened. This is the problem with the blessings of God if we're not right with God. Because when we live in the blessings and provision of God without being in right relationship with God, we quickly will begin to believe it is us. It is on us. It is our ability instead of God working through us. And we will begin to change God's plan. Joshua sends a few thousand men to Ai and they're soundly defeated and this is where we come into our text and in about verse 6 we find Joshua on his face defeated in despair. He's having a pity party. He's blaming God and he had given up and he lays on his face questioning God and whining about the situation of why can't things be different than they are. And the Lord said to Joshua in the 10th chapter, in the 10th verse, Get up! Why are you laying on your face, dummy? Well, I added the dummy part. 
And in verse 11, the scripture says, The Lord said to him, Israel hath sinned, and they've transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. And they have even taken the accursed thing and have stolen, and they have disassembled also, and they put all of my stuff among their stuff. In other words, God said, Joshua, why are you upset? Why are you mad? Why are you angry at me? It's not my fault. It's you and Israel's fault. It's you that has sinned. It's you, and now you want to be upset with me. So there's some lessons here for us to learn if we're going to rise up from defeat because not everybody, while we were worshiping and praising, there's some tonight that wanted to join in and worship and praise with all the rest of us. But you're living in a sense of defeat that is in your mind that you believe that you don't have the ability or the right. And none of us really got a right if we want to look at it from being holy enough or righteous enough or godly enough. But we are forgiven enough and therefore through grace and mercy God gives us a right to worship and to praise and desires and seeks such who would worship Him in spirit and in truth. And so the Lord said, look, I brought you over the Jordan River and He starts going through all the notice and He says, look at all the things that I've done. I I brought you over Jordan and, 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 and I blessed you. And Joshua starts saying, alas, O Lord, You brought the people over Jordan and you brought us to Ai to die at the hands of the Amorites. It's amazing how we forget about everything good God has done. And the first defeat that God allows us to feel because he's trying to correct our attitude and trying to fix us and set us back in order to understand that you would have never had a Jericho over because of your shout. You had a Jericho because of the God of your shout. I've heard it preached my whole life and we've all had it wrong. Jericho was not won because of their shout. Jericho was won because of the God that they were shouting about. We've got to get this correct. God is at the center of everything. We've got to get this right. It is God that provides for you. It is God that has blessed you. It is God that is working in your life. And occasionally he lets you have a little defeat so that we'll correct our attitude and know it's not us, it's him. Here we are, God. You're going to destroy us now at the hand of the Amorites. Why did you bring us to this place, God? We're suffering defeat. And the Lord looks at him and he's trying to figure out, you know, what what in the world? You know, I don't really know what you're thinking, Joshua. All of the victories in your life and one little setback, one loss at Ai, And you've got in your mind that you are defeated. One setback, Joshua. And you're blaming God and questioning His character. And wondering and questioning about why in the world you are where you are. It's often because God is trying to fix things in us. 
maybe we've neglected God. Maybe we haven't done what we're supposed to do. Maybe we haven't given what we're supposed to give. Maybe we haven't gone where we're supposed to go. Maybe we haven't said what we're supposed to say or we're saying what we ought not say. We don't necessarily need to focus on why we're defeated. We need to focus on the who of our defeat. My defeat is often no reason for me to get angry at somebody who defeated me. My defeat has to be focused on what's going on in my life. And why is it that God's having to get my attention for me to fix the things that's wrong in my life? We need to deal with a person responsible for that defeat, and that is me. I didn't coin the phrase, but I like to say it. The enemy is in a me. Joshua's first response to Israel's defeat is, Woe is me! I won't call names, but I ran into a man today I haven't talked to in a long time. I walked up and the first words out of his mouth when I said, Hello, how are you? He immediately began to tell me everything that was wrong with him. I shouldn't have asked, How are you? For the next 25 minutes, he told me, Everything that was wrong with him, every surgery that he's had, to the point of undressing, showing me some of his scars. I mean his shirt sleeve. He didn't stop with that. He told me how bad his wife was. He told me every, everything that was going wrong with his wife. I sat and listened and thought, I'm just a guest. But if I didn't know better, I'd think I didn't want to be here. Because I haven't heard one positive word from the moment I said hello. I have heard defeat, 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 defeat. There's people that you get around and all you hear is defeat, defeat, defeat. And some of us tonight don't walk around with defeat but in the worship service. Our spirit puts off an aura that says defeat. No reason to get up and say, come on, clap your hands. Because I already know who's going to clap and some of you that are not going to clap even when we say, come on and clap your hands to the Lord. We're trying to get you to come on and participate. You know why? Because your little defeat or two didn't, didn't, should not identify who you are. Tell the devil who you are. I am not defeated. I was defeated because of something, but I refuse to remain defeated. I'll clap my hands. I'll lift my voice. I'll get out in the aisle and dance. I will worship God with all of my heart because I refuse to be known by my defeat. Joshua focuses on his defeat. And he, he says, whoa, it's me. And here's the issue. Joshua starts worrying I said most of what I've said so far to get here. So if you're a note taken, write this down. Forget everything else. Let me, let me read this so I don't get too excited. Joshua was worrying. 
about what everybody else was going to say and how they would respond when they heard that Israel had suffered defeat at his leadership. Come on, can I preach to myself? Because every time somebody backslides, I take it personal. And I beat myself up and stay up all night and say, well, God, if I would have done this, if I would have done that, and the devil's saying, yeah, yeah, you're right. If you would have prayed more, if you'd have spent more time with them, if you would have done this, if you would have done that, if you would have been different, if you would have loved more and cared more and spent more, and I'm thinking, my Lord, I'm doing everything I can possibly do trying to make ends meet. And Lord, I, I don't know how I can do more. But then I beat myself up and I take it personal and I'm feeling all down and I'm looking for an encouraging word. Can I cross some lines with you? If you're looking for encouragement, don't go to Facebook most of the time. Now, I say that, but last week I got all kinds of compliments on Facebook. Thank you, Brother Danny. He got up and begged people to post positive things on my wall to counteract the negative attacks that he thought I might have this week. And so Joshua's upset. What are people going to think? I messed up. I made a mistake. I, I doubt I can ever lead this, this nation again. What are you talking about? You're called by God. You sinned. You made a mistake. It may have disqualified you for a moment, but it didn't disqualify you for a lifetime. God's saying, get up from your defeat. Look the devil in the eye and say, don't call me defeated. You can say, I learned my lesson and I learned it well. But when I come into the house of the Lord and into the presence of God, I will send a message to the enemy, even if it's not my personality. You folks know what my personality is. Everybody starts getting blessed and I start crying. But sometimes I just want to send a message to the enemy. I'm not going to go there, but if I told you about my week, I would depress every one of you. I had the week from the pit down under. Everything I touched turned into things that need to stay down under. I had a terrible week. Bad things happen everywhere I turned. I came to church today. I'm driving down the road complaining to my wife. I told you I'm hard to live with. I told you all this morning how difficult I am to live with. I, I don't want to keep you standing. You can be seated. I'm going to preach a long time. No, I'm just kidding. I won't. I promise. Ooh, maybe I shouldn't have promised. I, I read some of your mind that just said you've already preached a long time. What are you talking about, preacher? That's all right, I won't call your name. Oh, you can be apostolic and laugh? Yeah, you can. <laughs> Come on, air conditioners. I was determined. Driving in the road yesterday, I'm talking to my wife. Poor lady. I just was just spewing everything that had gone wrong and how I feel 
and exactly what's going on between my ears and thoughts that I've had this week that I ought to not even be having. And I just, oh, I was just cruising the back roads with my wife, and she's thinking, God, I just want to get home. All I want to do is go home. And before we get home, she says, do you mind if I go on a walk? I knew that meant I'm getting out of the house. And I started studying for today, and I made up my mind. I started repenting, and I told my wife, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be dumping all of my feelings and emotions and everything that's going on. I shouldn't be pouring it all out to you with all the frustration that I've been dealing with. I I appreciate you listening, but I shouldn't be sharing it all with you and weighting you down. But I made up my mind that when I got to church this morning that I was going to preach like nothing was wrong. And I made up my mind that if the Lord would let me get through this day and I could get to church tonight, that if I was the only one worshiping, that I was going to worship like I had had the greatest week of my life. Here's why. I refuse to be identified by my defeat. I have had a week that I have felt defeated, but I refuse to be identified by my defeat. My name is going to be Joshua. I have power with God. I am a called leader of God. And I may have suffered defeated Ai, but I'm going to, and I, and, I, and I had a victory a time or two in my life, but my future is going to be better than my past. Oh, come on, somebody. I came tonight to tell you that some of you have been through it and you feel like you're done and you feel like you've got to quit and you feel like you're just, all you're going to do is sit on the sideline. Come on and get in the game. Come on and declare, rejoice not against me, oh, mine enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Somebody needs to get up from defeat tonight and declare, my name is not defeat. I have power with God. I've got power to get up. I've got power to go forward. I've got power against the enemy oh come on somebody give the Lord a shout of praise hallelujah well I I gotta praise, I gotta praise, and I gotta get it out. I gotta praise. I I gotta praise, I gotta praise, and I gotta get it out. I gotta praise. Hey, I I gotta praise, I gotta praise, and I gotta get it out. I gotta praise. You're trying to tell me, Pastor, that everything's going to be good if I dance. Everything's going to be good if I clap. Everything's going to be good if I rejoice. No, probably not. You're telling me I'm never going to have defeat again? No, probably not. But right now, for this moment, I'm going to declare, get behind me, Satan. You are defeated by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of my testimony. 
Brother Mike, when the back hurts again, rebuke it again in Jesus' name. Get behind me. I dealt with it for 18 years, brother, and I refuse to allow the enemy. I refuse to allow the enemy to define who I am. You know what? I love all of you. I, I want to say I don't care what you think about me, but I do. That's human nature and it's built in my personality. But I have made up my mind this much. That every time that negativity... <laughs> get behind me, Satan. I, I got to praise. I got to praise and I got to get it out. I got to praise. I was defeated once, but now I, I got to praise. I got to praise and I got to get it out. I got to praise. I, I got to praise. I got to praise and I got to get it out. I got to praise. Come on, everybody. Say. I gotta get it out. I gotta pray. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, by the authority of your word and the power that's in the name of Jesus, we rebuke Shantayana We rebuke defeat, Jesus. God, defeat in our finances, defeat in our household, defeat in our minds. God, in its form of defeat, God, that would come against your people, God, that would come against our families, God that would come against our church. Defeat be removed right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, say I. 